Welcome back to the Learning Journey series on the Pandora's Awareness Podcast. This is your host, Asher. And we're just going to have a conversation. As we've been doing over the last couple of days, just having a conversation. What I want to talk to you about today is, we're going to start with the word discipline, like disciplining your child. And I want to talk about my relationship with my mother. And before I talk about that, I want to just give you a quick backstory. So I grew up on the island of Jamaica. I grew up there. My education, childhood education, all that stuff happened there. I left when I was 18 years old, almost 19. Immigrated to the United States in 1998, the end of 1998, December. And so the culture I grew up in was completely different. So I was born in 1980, yeah. So the culture I grew up in was completely different. So when we talk about disciplining your child, you got to understand certain culture discipline your child differently. So when I was growing up in the island, like I'll tell you about school. Like when I used to go to school, the teacher in school was allowed to whoop you. Like, give you a beating in school. So just imagine growing up that way in school where you get disciplined in school, but if the teacher can whoop you in school. And some in this day and age, that would look like abuse. That would come off as abuse and so forth and so on. And that makes sense because the time has changed. But back then, that was the culture. I remember one day, one, I get the, the one of the worst whooping I got in school. I think I was in maybe like the fifth grade or the fourth grade. I can't remember. Somewhere around there. But it's around Easter time. And during around Easter time, they allow you to wear um, like different color clothes to school. And because normally I go to school, I wear the khaki uniform, like the brown khaki uniform. Everybody wear that. Boys wear it. I think the girls wear something else or something on a different color. But the uniform, you could, it's everybody look the same, kind of like, just like with a military uniform, kinda like everybody look the same. So it was, on that day, it was, I wear like the striped shirt. And me and my friend, it was like, it was a guy, we call him, call him Cooley Man, because he had really curly hair, like an Indian hair. And we was out there playing. And he was like only one of the guys in the school that has really curly hair. So you can't miss him. And then I had this striped shirt on, so you couldn't miss me either. So we was playing like karate on the fence. We called it karate because you're just kicking each other and horse playing and doing all that kind of crazy stuff. We was playing on the fence, kicking and screaming and, and just shaking the fence and whatever. So the principal office was right across. They could see us. So they sent this little girl to come tell us, hey, stop. The principal says, stop. Shaking and playing on the fence. And I was like, what? I was like, man, get out of here, man. What are you talking about? So we keep playing. And then we saw the principal coming. So we ran. We ran. And then, um, and then for that day, for that day, for that day, the principal was walking around was walking around the school looking for us. And 
<laughs> she couldn't miss her. So we saw her walking, looking, to, looking in the class because she figured we probably was. She was like, they got probably was in the third, between the third and fifth grade. So she was looking through the classes and we saw her. So we trying to hide. But she made it to into her class. So me and me and my buddy, Coolie man, we, we snuck underneath the, underneath the table, but they found us. So she took us out in the hallway and she had like a little ruler thing. And she had a little ruler thing and she gave me like, she gave me about 50 lashes in my hand. Him and I got about 50 lashes. And you would think, oh my God, that's horrible, right? I mean, for other kids, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was a quite, we was used to getting beatings, right? But I got 50 lashes in my hand because I think it was like 30 lashes or something like that. But every time you miss one, you get like a couple more added onto it. Two more, like, oh, you miss one, you move your hand, you get another couple extra. So it ended up being 50 lashes. So I got my hand, it was like red, like, oh my God, in pain. But we learned a lesson that day. No more shaking on the fence, right? <laughs> so I'll tell you that story because I grew up, my mom used to mostly used to discipline me. My mom used to give me a lot of whoopings. Me and my brothers get a lot of whoopings. All of us get a lot of whoopings. But I remember in my teens when my mom stopped whooping me. And it was one day when, you know, because I was getting stronger, right? So that means when she was trying to whoop me, it was it was exhausting for her now. Because it was like too much, it's too much effort to whoop Asher. And, you know, he's getting older, he's getting bigger. So, but I remember the last time my mom whooped me. So many close to the last time. It was, she was whooping me and then she lost balance. And I could have just, I could have put myself in a way and embraced her, you know, so she won't fall out of balance. But she fell out of balance and she was on this little kind of hillside a little bit and she tumbled down and she fell. And in my system, I felt really bad. I was like, oh my God, I love my mom fell, you know? And it haunted me for, for a little bit throughout my life. I was like, oh man, I just hurt my mom. Cause you know, I know I was doing wrong and I'm getting disciplined, which is okay, but it 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 affected me for a little bit about just letting my mom fail. Because I could have just put my body in the way and just brace her so she can, you know, not fall. But I'm telling you this story because I really appreciate those discipline, even though there was whoopings, and in that culture it was okay. It was it was a time that what people was used to. And before my parents, their parents disciplined them the same way and so forth and so on. And little by little, the, the culture changed over time. Where now whooping is not something that happens that much. But I turn out the way I turn out in this lifetime right now because I was harder hearing. What they call it in Jamaica, like hard-head, hard-head. Like you don't listen much. But sometimes the only way for you to wake up, for you to like really take it serious, is somebody to really put a spanking on you. And I appreciate those because now I am the way I am because I have escaped certain things that my mom, my parents was trying to tell me not to do or stay away from this stuff and so forth and so on. And I'm here today because of those decisions. And I mean, I was growing up like, listen, I was, I was not, <laughs> I was not an angel, okay? Like, I mean, I used to, we used to go around to paper places and we used to take stuff. Like, 
like stealing. Like we should just go fruit hunting and we see somebody properly got something on it, we go in here and take it. I mean, we should just do a lot of stuff that the neighbors or somebody knew us and like, oh, you, I saw your sons that was over here today messing up my place, whatever, doing all this thing. They took some stuff off the property, whatever. And she just come home and like, oh, yeah, another report from Asher and his brother out there messing around in the streets, ass whooping. And sometimes we used to get those ass open late at night because my parents used to live from dark and come home the next dark when the sun up, when it's, when it's before the sun up and after sundown, they come home. So we should be sleeping, like laying in the bed. And I mean, sometimes we know we're going to get a whipping. <laughs> and sometimes we used to wait for them to show up because we like here, they come in the room and we're like, ah, uh, trying to run out of the bed. <laughs> trying to escape the ass whooping, but it's a lot of ass whooping. But I'm here today because my mom and my dad disciplined me, making sure that I stay away from trouble or or I, I behave in a way according to society norms or I don't do things that was out of rules and out of law and all those things. So I figure I'll share that with you today. So what about you and your kids these days? I mean, how do you discipline your kids? And is 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 a ass whooping or a, a spanking something that you you resent these days when it comes to disciplining your kid? I would love to know, but I do appreciate my ass whoopings. So 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 I can so I can share that with you. I do appreciate my ass whooping. I do appreciate my ass whooping. If that resonates with you, then let us know. Well, you're part of this learning journey series where we just me and Lavinia we're gonna just share stuff that's happening with us how we are navigating the things we are working on. And that's a quick story about Lavinia. So she just moved to the United States December last year, December 2022, end of December, pretty much right before New Year's. And she's working on building, building her life in this new place. Because I remember the same time when I moved to the United States, we had to start over. She's starting over completely. Brave woman by herself. Solo starting over. And she doesn't know any family here. It's just her. Very brave woman, by the way. Uh, when we first moved to the United States, we had family already here. My grandparents are already here. My uncles and aunties. They was already here. So we had uh, some support to help navigate to blend into the community. But when I see somebody like Lavinia just come here by yourself, working on things, trying to figure out how to make things work. It's it's very very inspiring. So you're gonna hear you're gonna hear from us as far as how the journey's been going. I'm I'm starting off fresh in a certain way because I left the military, chose not to work for nobody, chose not to be employed but to deploy my skills and work on something of my own. Because I told myself, Asher, if you could commit 22 years to the military with that much discipline, um, then you can surely commit to something of your own. Just go for 10 years and see what you can make of it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So that's what I'm working on. And it's been a struggle to to kind of figure out how things work, kind of get things to be aligned. And... Some of you might be doing the same thing where you're trying to build something of your own and you're just working through the to the, the obstacles in your way, embracing them, taking them on. So it's been a journey. It's been a learning journey, by the way. 
It's been a learning journey. So also something I'm working on, by the way, you guys are going to see, I've been talking about this a little bit. Something I've been working on. And it, it, it kind of manifests itself like, actually, you got to get your flaws while you're here. That's always manifesting. But the two questions I've been asking a lot of people is what you like and what you don't like about Asher. And the scenario I put them through is, or the scenario I, pr I present is, if I wasn't here anymore, if I'm no longer here, and you had a chance to meet my parents or my daughter, what would you want to tell them about me over the last year that you've known me? And it's been interesting response. And you guys can get to hear that. You might want to do the same thing for yourself too. Just kind of get, we'll call it do a, do a azimut check on where you're going, where you can, where you're coming from, and see the people that that was on that journey from where you're coming from. What were their perspective about you? And I've been collecting those. I'm going to share them. But it has been a uh, very enlightening for me because. I've done a lot over the last 22 years that my parents have no idea about, that my daughter has no idea about. I've become a certain kind of person. I've been carrying on this, this person that I've been over those time frame. And some people enjoy it, some don't. But most people really, really enjoy the person I have been. And I figure I'm going to cash in on that, so to speak. I'm going to share it. And maybe you're interested in being around somebody like that or have somebody like that in your life and or being associated with somebody like that. And that's just me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep expanding on that because this is something that's not so easy to do. I'm going to switch topic a little bit, kind of bring it down. We started off with disciplining your child, but now we're going to switch over to something else. It's going to keep conversation going. So what I try to do what I try to be over the years, and that came from being disciplined a certain way. But I try to be a decent human being. And I try to treat people with respect. And I've, I've been doing this, I've been telling myself this, that when I wake up each day, this is how I'm going to behave. And it doesn't matter what other people come at me with or what they say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat them the way I decide I'm going to behave. So for example, if somebody... If you say you're going to be a respectful person today and somebody come around you and being very disrespectful, normal people would, would say, oh, I just got to respond back with your ego or whatever you want to call it. You can mirror that person's behavior towards you and become disrespectful too. But I was like, no. Like, I'm here to be me. Why would I abandon me and be that person? Like, I'm here to be respectful, right? I'm not here to please that person. I'm here to, to master the state that I'm here to master, which is being a decent human being. So I'm going to present to you what I decided to present to you, which is respect. I'm going to give it. And I've been doing that. And sometimes it takes a lot of energy to do that because bubble up inside of you is that that other part of you that want to come out and like like bro I can be a savage too but then I'm like no 
If I become a savage, then that means the world or people in the world is totally creating me, not me creating myself. And that's what the element is going to do. It's going to come at you and you got to decide, are you going to let the element create you or you create you? So I decided I'm going to treat people with respect. If I, have, if I ask somebody for something and it says, nope, you can feel like, well, that person says no, even of, of all the things I've done for this person, this person's telling me no. So no, I can just go after them in a certain way. Or I can like, no. Okay, you said no, that's okay. Because before I asked you for this thing, I had great respect for you. And you said no, why would I stop having respect for you? You just says no, you have the right to say no. I'm still going to respect you. And that's not easy to do. Like you can be with somebody and they decide to leave. And with, while you was with them, you have a lot of respect and love for them. But then they leave. Then you stop having respect and love for them. Why? Why would you let that change you? That's not easy to do either. But I've been working hard at it. Because I'm, I tell myself, I'm here to master a certain state. When I share in, other, in a couple of other videos ago, the state I'm here is a master state of help, helpership, helping. I'm here to master the state of helping. And what does that mean in my system? That means I got to choose to operate a certain way every day and I got to stick to the choice I've made regardless of what the element pushed back at me with. I got to push back with what I decided to be. So don't conform to the element. Let the element conform to you. But be you in that moment. So if I have a warm attitude and you got a cold attitude, I can just turn, turn around and become cold to match your energy or I can stay warm despite your cold attitude. That's not easy. Because in the eyes of the public, you might be thinking, this person came at me cold. And the public saw it. So I should hit them back being cold too. And that might make sense if you're trying to please the public. But if you hear the master, the state you hear the master, then you go, you return warmth. You return warmth despite what kind of cold attitude people show towards you. Because you're serving from you. Like, do not abandon you for somebody else. Like you wake up this morning and say, I'm going to have a warm attitude today. And you go out there and it, the cold hits you. And you like abandon your entire warm attitude and become cold. What does that say about you? That you're not committed to you. That's what it says. You're not committed to you. You easily abandon you and become something else. So think about your life. And what you decide you're going to be in this life, in this journey, in this existence that you're in right now. And how much time have you abandoned you and become somebody else? It takes a lot of encouragement, self-encouragement, encouragement from others, finding people that are mirroring or are behaving that way and kind of emulate some, some, some of their, their behavior sometimes. But you got to stick to what you decide to be. So, for example, let's talk about discipline still. <laughs> you, you've chosen that this is what you want. Like right now, my, cho my choice is I'm going to be a public figure plus a public speaker. And what is that going to cost me? That's going to cost me to commit to 
the choice that I've made, regardless of what the element brings towards me. And what's going to happen is I'm going to look like a fool sometime in the eyes of the public, in the eyes of others. I'm going to look like a fool. I'm going to sound like an idiot until I've proven enough behavior in that state where now that state's starting to conform, so to speak. Like my behavior is picking up momentum in that state. Like, okay, I'm seeing the results. Like, hey, if I keep going at this every day, focusing on my path, committing to what I want, eventually you're going to see the shape of it where it's like, ah, it's building. The personality of the person you are, you want to build, it's building. You can see. And then other people can see it and like, wow, Asher is committed, man. I remember he first started off this thing. I didn't believe him, but now I can see it. Same thing for you. So think about it. Be you. Don't abandon you for what other people throw at you. Okay. So we're going to keep having this conversation every day. So stay tuned. We're going to post this on the Pandora's Awareness Podcast. And just us sharing what we're going through in the backstage here. On the front stage. So you guys can see it. That resonate. Link up.